Hello and thank you for logging on to the Memory Gauge, your new favorite Digimon card game podcast. I'm your host, Connor, and today, well, just this past weekend, was the official premier online webcam tournament by Bandai for Great Legend around the world. It was really great fun. Lots and lots of people participating. I participated in the Oceania region tournament hosted by TAC Games. Did fairly well, brought Imperial Dramon Blue and came in at number 18, scoring a sweet Greymon promo card. So I'm very excited about that. But what's even more exciting is that today I'm bringing you an interview with the number one player from the Oceania tournament, the man who took the entire tournament, Joseph Reyes. And I'm really excited to share this with you because he is a very clever guy, clearly knows his stuff. And speaking to him, I learned a lot. And I'm sure that you at home are going to learn a lot as well. But before we get into that, I just wanted to mention that if you like the sound of the webcam tournament, if you think it sounds interesting, if you want to give it a go, good news, because in July, we are apparently getting something called the Evolution Cup. This is another official webcam tournament from Bondi. It has some really, really cool prizing, um, similar to the event that just went past. There's some really cool alternate art cards up for grabs. So looking at it just for participating, you get an event pack, you get a Koromon alt art card, and you get a booster pack of Great Legend. Top 64, we'll be getting a cool alternate art Agumon promo card. That's alternate art of the Agumon from the Gaia Red starter deck. Top 32, get that sweet Greymon alt art promo card I was just talking about. Top 8, get an alternate art War Greymon from the starter deck that looks just amazing. Top two, this is going to be what everyone's chasing. The gets a really cool alternate art Omnimon card. Really, really sweet art on this. Only the top two in each event are going to be getting it. So that is something everyone's going to be chasing, I'm sure. And then the person who comes in first place will get four of those event packs and a great legend booster box. But you get something just for participating, which is what I really, really like about these events. And they're always great fun really well run, and at least in my experience, everybody who participates is just lovely to chat to, play with, bounce ideas off of. It's a really great time. Even if you're not very confident, it's a great way to improve your skills, to improve the way you think about the game. So really, really worth checking out. That's going to be in July. The times differ, but I'll have a link to the official event page in the show notes so you can check it out and make sure you know when your event is going to be taking place. And if you happen to be in the Oceania region, hopefully, I will see you there. Alright, now on this week's Memory Gauge, we have our second ever guest, a guest that I'm very excited to have on the show, Joseph Reyes, who actually came in first place at the recent June TO Premier Online event uh, run by TAC Games, I believe. So uh, thank you for coming on, Joseph. Good to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Oh, awesome. So uh, first place, congratulations before we go any further. Yes, That's- thank you very much. Yes, for, I was actually very surprised I got first place, but yeah, it's it's... it's yeah, surprise. Lots of people actually messaged me when I got first, so like, oh, maybe I'll get first next time. <laughs> Just Nice. 
yeah, I found that with the, uh, I'm not sure how it is around the world, but I'd like to think that our oceanic community is kind of representative and people seem to be pretty kind and congratulatory. There was no one I, f I found on the day I also participated. There was no one who was like mean or salty or anything. People were pretty happy to be there. Is that what you found? Yeah, everyone I played with was very nice. I like we 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 all had a discussion on the decks we played, what we faced uh, in the previous rounds, what card choices we might change, and we I did a good discussion with lots of people about that uh, in between in between games as well. Yeah, it's a great way to like you know you test your skills and test your deck, but it's also a great way to meet people who are really passionate about getting better at the game and kind of trade those ideas, which is hopefully what we'll get to do a bit of today. Yeah, exactly. I've already said that it'll be nice, I'm sure, for our listeners to have somebody on who's actually sort of doing well in events rather than just kind of middle of the pack. <laughs> oh, please excuse my cat scratching in the background. That's just going to happen. Um, That's okay. And we'll just have to move through. So I guess we'll start by going through what was the deck that you actually played? I didn't get to see any of your matches, so this is going to be the first time I'm hearing about this as well. What did you go okay. for? Okay, to everybody's surprise, it is Yellow War Grey One. Such a shock. <laughs> yeah, what a shocking uh, deck choice. Now there were other decks besides Yellow War Grey One that were that I did think were good enough. Uh, like for like Green Grand Quagamon. Yeah. That was a that was the other deck I was considering. Now the only reason I didn't play Green is because I just found Yellow to be a lot easier to play. <laughs> uh, so. With green, it's a lot of thinking of when to uh, like digi burst everything on Grand Kawagamon, as well as like when to go into your Nidhog, when to move out because digi absorption is very important to the deck. And when I was just playing yellow, I found it a lot easier to just play through the decks. Most of the time, you can be safe and just leaving it in breeding area, going straight into your War Grimon, and then just swinging in, hoping it doesn't die to security. Yeah, nice. And I like that um that idea of ultimately making the choice based on what was easier to play i did something similar for those who, who were following me they know that i ended up bringing uh imperial dramon the blue imperial dramon deck um i had built yellow war Greymon, but as we were getting closer to the event i didn't get a chance to really test it as much and i used to play imperial dramon that was my main deck in the last meta so i thought ah, if i update it i think it's still going to be okay um, and I'm definitely more confident with it, so ended up going with that. And didn't do as well as you, obviously, but got to 18, which top 32 was kind of my goal. So yeah, I think that was a seemed to be yeah a top good 18. Is, yeah, top 18 is still good. You get that really cool uh, alternate art starter deck, Greymon, oh, the plus one security one. So no, exciting. sorry, not the plus one security, the plus one memory from the booster. Yeah, which is really cool uh, to have. I guess I get one as well. <laughs> So it's good, get... good for both of us for that, yeah. Yeah, I think you get everything, really. That yeah, really I think cool, so, hopefully. Uh, starter deck Wargreymon, which is, looks just awesome. Uh, yeah, actually, actually, it was the, the plus one memory from the, yeah. the future set, from set five. Yeah, and then yeah, and then top eight was getting, there was another card. What did top eight? Yeah, the, the Wargreymon, yeah. the plus one security for every two sources. Oh, very nice. Which is really cool. It's not competitively playable but it's a good keepsake for, for me to have yeah definitely goes in the goes in the folder goes in the binder i guess yeah awesome so yeah you talked a bit about why you chose war Greymon over playing the um playing the, the green. grand quagamon yeah. yeah but 
we've we've probably all know that Wargreymon is good, but could you just go over kind of what what in your opinion makes it really good? Okay, so it really just is a few cards in the deck. Most of the deck is really just like I guess card fodder to the Wargreymon. Wargreymon definitely makes up the deck. He essentially for taking for taking a damage yourself, you draw a card, you kill a card, and you get to attack again, assuming Wargreymon doesn't die. Yeah. So he is the core of the deck. There are other pieces to, to make him even better. For example, the level fives, especially uh, set booster three Andrew Woman, which in effect is when you attack, if you're on three or less security, you can play a free uh, level three card uh, from your hand without paying the cost. And because Wargreymon gets lets you attack twice, you get a lot of free memory just from playing cards and expanding your board. Yeah, and that's a and that's not a once per turn effect either on the Angel Woman. So if you're unsuspending War Greymon, you can do that multiple times in a turn, which is really the time. It's, for yeah, it, oh it, yeah, it's a very it's a very good combo. The only restriction is being at three or less security, but it's always with War Greymon. You can still activate it on four if you resolve War Greymon's yeah. uh, effect first before the Angel Woman, oh, which is just so nice. So um. We've seen, we've probably all seen a few Yellow War Greymon lists floating around at this point. I know I've checked out quite a few. Um, with your list, is there anything that you changed from what we would consider sort of the average list for War Greymon? Were there any tweaks that you put in to kind of make it your own or things that you thought were really good that maybe other people aren't using? Yeah, so my list was a bit different to other people's. I would say my level fours are exactly the same. I don't think yellow really has much workaround with level 4s. Uh, my level 3s, I was playing zero Lusamons, uh, surprisingly, oh. and only two only two Bushy Agamons as well. I think a few people uh, run a bit more. Oh, that is interesting. So, yeah. The, um... Yeah, instead I was, I was running four Pulsemons. I do think Pulsemon is one of the better cards in the deck. It's either... If you think back of, like, Gabumon, the set one Gabumon that draws you a card, or a two-cost rookie... Pulse one is basically both, or sometimes even better if you're on exactly three. Yeah, sorry, I am just chasing my cats off in the background, so if people can hear that, they're deciding that they're going to feature in this episode as well. Yeah, it's, a... <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a yeah, catty no, stoke. Yeah, the, the Pulse one, really good. Uh, sad that it's a promo, so a bit hard to get a hold of for people. I know that some people yeah. are saying they weren't really getting them in, or they weren't able to attend the events where they were being handed out. Yeah, it, yeah, it took a while to join four pre-releases just to get four false one for me, but I guess I got there in the end. Nice. Going to pre-releases just to get the false one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, for people who don't have false one, it probably is going to get a reprint sometime soon. It does have a different art in Japanese. Yeah. So I'll guess around set five is when we'll get a false one reprint. So at least that's that. Oh, that would be that would be nice. The um. Yeah. So the rest of my rook, uh, the other cards I also play differently was a promo Panamon. So that's the four play costs when played. If you're at one or less security, recover one. So yeah. I played four copies of that in my deck. Okay. Did you find that you were getting to use that effect a lot? Did that come in clutch at any point? Yeah. So actually what you can do is if you're on exact, if you're on zero security from like a Grand Corgamon or for anything else, you can still, ha if you have the Andromon or Grimmon pile, you can activate Andromon first, play Panamon, Padamon's skill will interrupt, you gain one uh, security, and then you can resolve War Greymon and still unsuspended, even though you started at zero security. Oh, 
Wow, I did not even consider that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's it's pretty good because originally it, it was the uh, when destroyed Salomon recover one, but I found if you can just recover one immediately, that works a lot better for the deck, and you can always then change your Panamon into a blocker after you've attacked. Very cool. Um, so heading into this event, what matchups were you getting ready for? You talked a bit about some of the decks that you were thinking of playing that you probably expected to see. So going into it, what were you expecting to play against? What were you trying to get ready for? That's that kind of thing. Okay, so of course I was, like I mentioned before, there was the Green Grand Quagamon deck, so I did expect some people to play that. Uh, other than that deck, the the main focus I had preparing for this tournament was against the Yellow War Greymon Mirror match. Uh, I am pretty. I was pretty confident that every, like, maybe 80% of players might be playing what game one so i mainly had a lot of practice against the mirror yeah i uh, i haven't seen any release of what decks people were playing or the mix but i'm gonna guess it was probably mostly yellow i definitely i think half of my matches over half of my matches were against yellow war Greymon. so yeah i think there was yeah a lot I, of it represented on over that weekend yeah. worldwide no, that, that, yeah exactly that's not to say that other decks are aren't as good there's definitely better uh also other good decks it's just going to a tournament like this uh yellow war game was the the most well-known deck in japan for this set so coming into this a lot of us english players would with that knowledge will also be playing yellow war game on most likely yeah and that's kind of what's been interesting for me about the um the fact that we're lagging behind japan we're kind of falling into this pattern of you know our version of bt4 comes along and we know that at the start probably mostly you're going to see whatever was kind of the best deck quote unquote in Mm -hmm. japan but then we kind of move past it like we've seen some weird stuff come up out of english yeah we've got longer to look at the card pool because we're watching it in japan before we even get it then we get it then we're messing around and then yeah yeah now yeah sometimes that we do have a slightly different card pool in Japan, green was not restricted yet, so they were playing four hidden hidden potential oh uh, options <laughs> in Nidhogg and Chaos One, which is really dumb. When I was checking lists, they still had the the level five lineups were still eight digital absorption cards essentially, <laughs> and also during that time they didn't have the power up promo, so jamming Palmon and the the cheat outs yes. uh, Frontier Digimon were not out yet. Yeah, so. It's interesting that it's so different. It's nice. It helps it to feel fresh. It's not like we're just doing the yeah. same yeah. thing. But yeah, it's, it is a bit different, like which is, yeah, it's a it's a good thing to have. We can't, I guess it would be a bit boring if we were playing the exact same meta that Japan was playing. All right. So the event ended up going for seven rounds, and obviously you went through them and managed to win them all. Very impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like now, if we could... And if you could go back into that space, I know it was a while ago. Um, if we could go through your matches and you could just kind of tell us about, you know, what did you play against? How did they go? Um, were there any highlights? That kind of thing. So round one, do you remember what you played against? Yes, because I'm going to tell you up front, I only played against three different decks this entire tournament. <laughs> <laughs> this is so great. round, round one. In-depth look at those decks. That's yeah, the way so round one, I yeah, exactly. It's good to have a, a positive side of look at things. So round one, I first yellow shine game on with a war game on splash. Oh, okay. Now that match did end up two one in my favor. 
I think there was about 10 minutes left in the rounds before I won. Uh, game one, from what I remember, I did not have a rookie, and I played a War Grealmon straight from my hands. It went okay, because my opponent only didn't have a level 6, so they stopped at 5, and then played on co- a card on field. I then slashed that card immediately, slash Anjuan that card immediately. He then moved up his level 5, and then I got to Chaos Mon that at level 5 before he still had a level 6. And then I won game 1 with Chaos Mon like, poking 4 times at security, eventually, <laughs> and eventually winning. <laughs> Nice. Well, game. Yeah. If if you get through, you get through. Yeah. Doesn't have to be. Chaos one. Yeah. Chaos one is a very big boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Going to game two. Yeah. So again, Shine. He did get a lot of. uh, He got double Kyrie very early in the TK before I could get into my level six. Uh, I did leave him at four security, of course, because once he's at three with Kyrie, he'll just take over the game once he like shines over and over again uh, with Shine Gamon's effect. So I did have a turn to push with Andrew Woman, War Gamon, and I was about to drop double Bushy to try attack for game. Unfortunately, my first War Gamon attack lost to a Chaos Mon in security. He went to three security. He went to like two or three security, and he was eventually quick. Uh, he took over the game quickly with Shine Gamon and just swarmed the field with double carry uh, every turn. And so then it went to game three. Game three, I finally st- opened a rookie that game. <laughs> went pretty good. <laughs> uh, I, I got a nice setup uh, with War Game on the War Game and Andrew and Pile. I believe with two attacks, I dropped double Pulse one, then dropped a third Pulse one, and then dropped another rookie on my turn, on one turn. So he was at two security and had six cards on board uh, for lethal. Uh, he did go into his own War Game on, killed two of my cards, and he would have lived if his War Gamon didn't die to my Chaos Mon insecurity. So unfortunately, his first check hit a Chaos Mon, and I was able to attack for game the following turn. Excellent. Um, so when, when, you, when you first open up and you see that they've got yellow cards over on the side of their field, is your first thought, oh, they must be playing Shine Greymon? Like, how long does it take you to it, well, recognize Yeah, it depends on... First, it's the... When they hatch, if it's a Koromon, the minus 1,000 uh, on attack, it most likely is war, just pure Wargreymon. If it's an Upamon, it can also still be Wargreymon, but it can also be Shinegreymon now. Oh, okay. So it depends on what's the first egg that's hatched. Wow. So from like that first move on the first turn, you're looking at it and trying to use that information to yeah. make some decisions yeah, exactly. about how you're going to play the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most of the rookies and level fours are the same. Of course, the level fives and six sixes are different. Uh, I guess Bushy Agamon would also be another tell t- to find out if they're on pure Wargreymon or not. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Yeah, so I'm just I'm just having a whole <laughs> level up my own game moment, <laughs> which is not making me a very good host. Because yeah, I'm just yeah, it's like a... stunned silence, being like, "Oh my god, that's so clever." Uh... Yeah, mind blown. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Ah, oh, because I, you know, you try to think of these things, but when when you talk to somebody who's clearly put a lot of time into the game and is obviously very good, uh, yeah, it is that kind of level up moment. Yeah, the first card you see usually has a good tell on what deck they're playing. Excellent. Uh, so game or round two? Sorry, what did you end up? Okay, playing so about yeah, so I did win this round two zero, and that was against the war game on mirror match. Uh, now they did had one. I guess fancy tech, and that's what they were playing Mastermon in their War Greymon build. Uh, so with Mastermon, they can also revive like guess like Bushy Agamon, Pulsemons, 
Lusamon's uh, from the the bin instead of like from the hand directly with instead of Andrew Woman. Uh, so that was a bit interesting with those Mastermonds. Yeah. Now the one thing I guess they they didn't think of is Mastermon can't go into Chaos One Valdor. Oh. And he did he did attempt to do that game one before I quickly reminded him that it is a purple card and not a multicolored card. So unfortunately, he lost game one because he his plan was to go into Master Chaos. Not the not the event, not the moment that you want to be learning <laughs> that that doesn't work. Yeah, I mean it is a neat card to use. I do commend him for trying it, but yeah, it's probably better not to play Chaos One if you're playing Master One. Uh, now game two, I did have a I believe I did have a really good hand. And just went into because I'm got assume most games you go second going game two. I ended up on level five in my breeding uh, on the end of my first turn, and on the second turn I just did blinding ray, got the three memory, war game on, and then start hitting face. Yeah, nice and clean. Yes, very fast game two. So that so round two I won two uh, zero. Excellent. Is there, are there any considerations you were having? Obviously, you knew you were going to play the mirror match a fair amount. Is there anything going into that kind of match? Like any differences to your game plan, plan there? Anything you yeah, so, thought, I've got to do this to be able to win? So the main two points is always remember that even if you leave them on one memory, they can still go blinding ray into on and still attack. Uh Usually, if it's in any other deck, you can just leave them on one memory, and then you know that they can never like evolve and attack on the same turn. The other thing is with Wargreymon's effect, the one, especially the minus six thousand, combined with Koromon, uh, Egg Koromon's minus one thousand, that kills nearly every level five or under uh, in the game. Like every level five I have in my deck will die to a Wargreymon attack. So you always want to make sure that if if you if your hand is good enough to just leave your cards in breeding area before safely moving out and going for the offensive attack. Okay. So round three. Was it yellow again? Yes. It is yellow war game one again. <laughs> oh my gosh. But no, I guess I did... because you were winning, you were probably moving up through the standings, and I'm assuming yellow did very well across the day. So it makes sense that you would have played against a lot of it, I suppose. Yeah, there's that also but I, I guess I did talk to the people and they didn't face as nearly in the yellow war game ones as I did. I think I faced the most, uh, which is wild, but I guess I also beat them all, so <laughs> that's good. Like so going to the best. Yeah, going into round three, <laughs> uh, I did face the person that ended up coming third in the tournament. Uh, like like we mentioned before, he was playing yellow war game one. Uh, his build was a bit different than mine. He was playing two Lucimons, two Pulsemons. And I believe two blinding rays, and while I had zero lucimons and four pulse four rays, uh, so the lucimon did end up breaking game one. He showed me he had both lucimons in hand and no rookie, Ooh. which was very unfortunate. And going into game two, uh, the game went okay. He tried to push and then uh, dropping a bunch of rookies to try push for games. Unfortunately, with Andromen Wargreymon, I dropped two more rookie. I dropped two rookies, killed the field, and then turned both my rookies into blockers, and then got to push uh, the game the following turn. 
Nice. Um, sorry, just looking it up because I realized that some of our listeners may not know offhand, but uh, the reason that you play Lusamon in the War Greymon deck is because it's a level three, so you can play it with those Angel Woolmon effects, the ones that get things out for free. But it's like this weird level three that costs 13 to play and it's got 10,000 power, so you're dropping um, something that's really, really big yeah. and it recovers you on play and all these kinds of really cool things. <clears throat> But you can't yeah, so, digivolve it is the downside. So if you've stuck, if that's your only level three, you're a little bit stuck because you don't want to play it for thirteen on the first turn. Yeah, exactly. Like Lucimon is it's a thing of its own. Uh, like you said, you can't digivolve into it or digivolve from it. But it is a level three, so you can cheat it out with Angel Woman. Yeah, which is pretty cool. But in my own yellow War Greymon deck, I've apart from the fact that I didn't open any, so it was a very easy decision not to include them. Uh, even if I had them, I don't know that I would put them in necessarily. Like I like yeah, Pokemon a bit better. I like Bushiagumon a bit better. Like yeah, the, the only main difference is the DP. So Lucimon yeah. is ten thousand. Uh, but from what I was playing, like ten thousand still doesn't break through a War Greymon who is eleven thousand. <laughs> Yeah, so the, the ch- times when that will really matter, probably not that many. Yeah, very, very minor. Yeah, still good. But... So, so Yeah, so that was round three. So I did win that 2-0 uh, just from a good game two and him unfortunately breaking game one. Awesome. And round four, yellow? It is yellow war oh game one God. again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, this player did end up getting ninth place unfortunate for him that he couldn't get that eighth play top eight war game on oh, gotta, be, uh, gotta but... be a little bit annoyed by that just a little bit you've got to be like <laughs> if only now his list i believe was exactly huang zero's list on youtube so if you just want to check his list you can just type in yellow war game on huang zero uh, so that list is on three pulse mons two blinding rays one loose so I this is the match I don't remember too much, unfortunately. I I think I won that pretty easily. And I think he it was due to him moving his breeding area forward too much and then because they were still level fives, I can just wall game on or slash Angemon and kill it immediately. Yeah, okay. Nice. I mean I feel like we've heard a little bit about how your games went against you. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, don't as we go through these lists, and sorry to cut you off, but um, it's interesting that it seems to be the difference from one list to another really hinges on blinding, blinding ray, pulsemon, lucemon, and how many of each they're playing, or if they're playing those. That seems to be the part where people are switching it up. It does. Am I right? I don't play a lot of yellow, so I might be totally yeah. So there. yeah, that's the main the main cards to cons- when comparing different lists. Like you said, it's blinding ray. It's Lucimons. It's usually Pulsemons as well and Panamons. Uh, some people like to run Salamons uh, instead, but I prefer Panamon myself. Uh, the level fours and the level fives are almost the same. Yeah, I mean they're just they're pretty good, so there's not much reason yeah. not to run yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Andromeda War Gallery are, are really good. <laughs> All right, oh, I'm starting to lose track now. That was round. That was round four. Four, yes, uh, but got. Well, I was going to say this before, round five, it's Yellow War Greymon again. <laughs> Do I have your assurance that we you played against something that wasn't a Yellow War Greymon okay. deck at some point? I did say three decks, and I've only mentioned two decks. So round okay. six and seven, Sounds there will there will be a different deck. There will be a different deck. All right, Yellow uh, War so, Greymon round five. Yeah, I didn't know that 
the difference is they were playing. They did have a yellow tie in the deck, so that's the one that gives you plus 1,000 to all your yellow Digimon. As well as if you delete something by reducing it to zero, he can suspend himself uh, to gain one memory. He was also playing the level 4 Growlmon that gives, I believe, plus 1,000 if you're in 3,000 or less. The same as War Growl, but level yeah. 4. Okay, so there were a bit... the tie went? Did it come up much? Personally, I... I, I would not play Tai. I think it's just a... Oh, I don't really hate to say it. It's just a waste of memory to play. <laughs> because it does cost three. If it costed two, I would consider it. But three is a lot. Yeah. You can be playing a rookie instead at that point and trying to go for another attack. Yeah, okay. So, uh, fair enough. How did the individual games go? Do you remember this one? Uh, I I believe game one, I had a, I went first, had a very good start with the Andrawman, Wargamon, Blinding Ray combo, and I dropped rookies to attack he did have a good defense but i was on my next turn i was able to double blinding ray to play two more blinding rays because i play four and drop a bushy Agum- hard play a bushy Agumon, and play another bushy Agumon from andrew Mon's effect and attack for game so i had a very good offense in game one yeah going into game two i believe he didn't have a level five for a turn so he had to just keep dropping level threes and fours and my, since War Grandmon and War Gamon just sniped them super easy, I was able to quickly take over with just the, the two cards. Nice. So pretty pretty handy win for you, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Now, at at this point, it's round five. I'm 5-0. I'm pretty confident I'll get top eight. <laughs> but I, I'm still, I still wasn't expecting to actually win the tournament yeah. at this point. I was, I was about to ask because um, previously on the podcast like i like to do you know stuff about deck profiles and that but we also talk a bit about um the sort of meta game of how to keep your cool in tough situations how to get through a tournament when it can be really stressful so round five you've won all of your previous games it's starting to look pretty good mm-hmm. you're probably yeah, so- you're saying yep i'm in top eight are you starting to eye those last two games and think maybe i could take this out what's going through your head at that point yeah so i i, I try not to watch other games because i'm pretty confident i'm just going to face yellow war game on the game really <laughs> so i just wanted to make sure i, I stay hydrated yeah. i think i got lunch in one of the middle of one of the rounds because i finished very quickly uh just stay relaxed and then yeah just try to be calm going into next round Nice. Were you even allowing yourself to think I could win this, or was that just push that out of your mind? Focus on what's ahead of you. I mean, yeah. In in my thought, I'm like, if I win this, that's cool. If I don't, <laughs> that's also cool. <laughs> nice. No, good. That's probably the right mindset for that point in time. I would say. Yeah. Now going into round six, we did face a different deck. Ooh, oh, I'm so excited. And that was that is Green Grand Quagamot. So the other deck, I guess, I was. Thought of playing. Uh, so that's the Grand Quagamon, uh, Nid Hogamon uh, hybrid deck. Yeah, okay. So how did this one go? Were you thrown off by the fact that it wasn't yellow? Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you flipped the egg and it was a green coin, like, oh, I actually flipped, play a different color this round. <laughs> and it's the second last round. Uh, so this matchup is still pretty even, uh, in my opinion. It really depends if green has a very good start. If they can go, if they open with Palmon with Jamming, the one that if you Digibus gives you a Digimon Jamming, and the Grand, the Grand Quagamon that gives plus two security attack, if they go into those straight away, it's very bad for yellow. Uh, but usually it doesn't go that well for them. 
the one thing I I don't like when I was trying to green myself is that, like I mentioned before, to did you absorb your card has to be on the battle area. It can't be in breeding. Yeah. So by putting it on battle area to did you absorb, there is the risk of your level six dying to like a war game on assuming I have like blinding rays. So going into game one, he did not open a rookie, unfortunately. So I did my hand wasn't too good either. I don't think I had a rookie for the first turn, but he didn't have a rookie for like three turns. Uh, so even my turn one war ground one into turn two slash Anjumon took over the game uh, for game one. Going into game two, I did end up losing game two. Uh, he did have the combo. I did make a risk with TK taking out my War Greymon. Uh, at that time, I was expecting him to eventually get jamming. Uh, but by taking War Greymon, he made the risk of just swinging with a n- no jamming Grand Quagamon. I couldn't kill it, and then he pushed for game. Uh, game two. Right, so you see, uh, going to the War Greymon out and thinks, okay, so. Pro- that's yeah, probably so it, the toughest thing in the security. I can maybe chance it a bit, and it's paid off. Yeah, exactly. Because the, my other level six is slash Anjuman, who's at a PC eight thousand <laughs> DP, which is not very big. And of course, it's Chaosmon, but that's you just hope that's not Chaosmon. Yeah. Now going to game three. Game three did go back and forth a lot. I believe he did go into two Nidhogmons in the game, and I just kept dropping uh, cards on the field to try to push him. Uh, he did had to. He did attempt to bait me by attacking with weak rookies and forcing me to block with like Unimons before he goes into Nidhog. But since I played the deck a lot, I just took all the security, went to zero, and then was able to push him uh, for game on my turn. Nice, and that's the from playing my own War Greymon deck. That's the other thing I've noticed is that far more than I think any other deck, you've really got to be willing to let that security drop and really get down to an uncomfortably yeah. low level of security. Yeah, yeah. I know players, some players definitely feel uncomfortable playing at like zero or one security, but you really have to learn that winning at zero security and winning at five security doesn't really matter. You've won the game. <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a, that's a good lesson to take away. Yeah, so going, I did win that round 2-1. I, I know the other player that was also 6-0 got paired down. So I was really hoping that if he if they lost, I would win it, come first immediately. But unfortunately, he did end up winning. So we did have to go to round seven. Yeah, which um, I was not expecting personally. Just an insight into my own little tournament. I lost my last <laughs> round. I saw that I was, I think, sitting right at the bottom of that thirty-two cutoff at that mm-hmm. point, and that was where I was trying to aim. I was trying to be in top thirty-two, and I think it was yep. right down the bottom. So I'm like, oh yes. I've made it just by the skin of my teeth. And then round seven, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah and then I see this round seven starting. I'm like, okay, let's let's do this last round. <laughs> oh, man. So you've got to go into round seven. Yes. Um, now, I did win. Yeah. I tr- I did remember winning the dice roll. So I did go first, which is pretty good. I did not have a rookie. So I did play <laughs> at level five straight up. Now, the reason why I keep saying level fives is I always try to leave level fours. Because if I do draw a rookie, I can immediately turn into a level four. Yeah. So if I do have the option of going four or five, I typically always play the five uh, first. Uh, so his build was a bit different. He was playing the... It is still Yellow Wargreymon. I forgot to mention that. <laughs> so it is Yellow Wargreymon, but instead of Slash Anjumon, he was playing Magnajumon. Uh, so this is the Magnajumon with 10,000 DP. And if you play it straight from hand, you recover two if you're on three or less. And if you attack with it, you can play level three for free. 
Yeah. So it was a slightly different build. It was Magdramon's. Uh, there was a couple of the starter deck Andromon that heals. And I believe he was only playing two Blinding Rays. And there was four Ubermons instead of four Koromons for the eggs. Okay, so a bit different. Did you find that most yeah. people are playing more Koromon than Ubermon then? Yeah, I believe... In, yeah, I think Koromon is the better one to play with. Uh, because in this game, especially game one, I could safely just drop Padamons. And Padamon is a 1000 DP rookie. And, and I know it won't die because I can see in their breeding area that it's an Ubermon underneath. So, like, they can't just blind ray attack, kill yeah. it. Uh, they would have to kill it with, like, a War Gamon effect, which I personally wouldn't mind because they didn't use on, on like, my level 5 or 4. Yeah, okay. I like that. Yeah, so going during game 1, like I said, I played a real level 5. I believe he ended up on level 5 in breeding area and played a Digimon. I then got to blinding ray, War Gamon, kill it. I think I left my Wargamon unsuspended in case he could kill it, uh, like reduce the DP, then attack it next turn. Yeah. Uh, he didn't make the mistake of attack of leaving. He did go on his turn, go into Wargamon and make the mistake of leaving it suspended because my Wargamon then just killed it on my turn with the minus one from Koromon, and I did the minus six on the blocker uh, to get to make sure it hits. So game one did go to me because of that mistake uh, he made. Uh, going into game two. Uh, he did go first. He did, and then on my turn, I think I played it. My hands weren't great, but I, I did a turn one TK, got a rookie, which is not the worst thing in the world. No, uh, because yeah, on the following turn, I did blinding ray, went to five memory, played a, a five cost siren once. So that's a level five vanilla, and then went to slash Andromon and killed his threat. Uh, I guess he didn't expect that I could kill it, and he moved his breeding area a bit too early. And I was able to quickly then go into Chaosmon, and then I eventually got into a war game on and push uh, for the game and won the tournament. Wow. That is a very yellow run and a very impressive one as well. Yeah, so like, yeah, like my hands were not all my games, like some of my games, I definitely just had the, the god hands and just went Andrew and war game on Blinding Wave, bang, bang, bang. Uh, but some other games I did have to play a lot of <laughs> raw level fives and just hope it they don't die. But what what I liked listening to that is that you had the plan for that situation. You knew that in that situation you don't have your level three. Okay, I'm going to preference playing a level five for this reason. You've thought it out. You've got the plan. And I'm willing to bet that because it's something you've thought about, when you get that situation where you get the dead draw, the bad draw... Compared to maybe someone who's less experienced, you're probably yeah. less panicked in that situation. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna guess because I think some yeah. people who are new and thinking, "Oh my god, I always did evolve up into a level three. I don't have one. My game is yeah, totally like... thrown out the window. What do yeah. I do?" Yeah, exactly. They're like, "This is not how you play the game." <laughs> but it has to uh, be but... sometimes because that's yeah, just so how maths yeah. works. Yeah, sometimes I see players make the mistake of either passing or just playing the level four instead of a level five. Uh, but yeah, if, if you have the level five display, it's, it's, normally it's your best option. Well, I'm personally going to take that away because that is very good advice and uh, something I yes. haven't really thought about before, but makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Even in the scenario where you have like two level fours, normally a level five will still cost cheaper to play straight from hand than going to a level four into level five. Uh, for example, like if you go into a five cost blocker into a three cost evolution, normally that level five costs seven to play. So it's cheaper anyway to just play the five. Yeah, right. Um, so looking back on it, obviously you won and you can be very happy about that. But 
I like to think that there's always room for a little bit of improvement. So looking back on the day, is there anything you'd change about the deck or the way you played? Yeah, so the one thing, I made a last minute change in my deck list the night before. Uh, with level 5s, I was playing 4 Andromon, 4 Wargrowl, and 1 Sirenmon. I'm still not sure about that Sirenmon. I have no idea what to replace it with. <laughs> it's either Sirenmon. So Sirenmon's a, a 6,000 vanilla 5 cost uh, from Hand to Evolution. It's yeah. either that, the, I believe, Ankleomon, or Antileomon, which is also a vanilla, with that 7 play cost, 9,000, 8,000 DP, yeah. or just like a Rise Greymon. So I'm not too sure on my last level 5 uh, option. Yeah. Uh, the this... other thing would... Yeah. Sorry, go, go ahead. a lot to think about there because the Antilamon, you were saying before that most things up to level 5 die to the wargreymon Coromon combo, but Antilamon's just yeah. outside of that range. Yeah, ex- ex- exactly. Uh, the, the, there's that, but sometimes if you have to play level 5, I would rather play the Sirenmon than the Antilamon. <laughs> yeah, there's a, it's uh, the, a lot to think about. Yeah, the other change i might go with i am i'm on floor four blinding ray two tks i know some people think four blinding ray is a bit greedy in my opinion i think four is really good but i might go three three yeah uh but at the moment i think i'm still gonna stick with four four race two tks okay uh, now you... sorry continue no i was just gonna say i was just gonna mention that uh because with four blind rays you can just be very greedy with your security uh do know that if you're on zero security, blind rays will still give you two me- uh, two memory, even though the effects just trash the top of your security. So even if you're uh, on zero, it still gives you the two. Yes, because it's it doesn't say that key if you do. There's no there's yeah no, there's like, no if you do clause yeah clause there. I've had to explain that a couple of times. Yeah, so the, the, which is fair enough because it's really good on that mm-hmm. empty security to get that last little push going exactly so i haven't done this i didn't do this in the tournament but at locals i have been on zero security triple blinding ray i go into war game on and then still attack with it twice because i played the panamon to recover one that is so nice and that is something i'm gonna yeah, i might change about my own <laughs> yeah, the panamons yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I i'm really liking the panamons instead of uh salamons nah, that is very very cool yeah going into like uh Threes and fours. There's not really much. You with with fours, you really can't do anything with level fours. Uh, yellow really doesn't have much options. You'll still be playing the one cost evolutions and the yeah. uh, the two cost blockers. And with threes, the plus one memory Padamon, the one thousand DP Padamon. If War Greymon is still meta aligned, I might play just a card, a different card that's not one thousand DP. Uh, solid because Koromon snipes anything 1,000 on the board. All right. So after all this, are you finally sick of yellow? Have you seen enough of it? Or do you think you're going to continue playing that deck? Okay. So in like big tournaments like this, I think I'll still play yellow. Yeah. Anything else, I'll play a different deck. Really. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, so yeah, like I, uh, at locals this week, I did just play the screen Nidhogg. And that was a nice change of pace. <laughs> I do have a really dumb black blockers deck, which try to, tries to play final super god punch on a cranium one to get its effect. Uh, I would never play that in the, this tournament, <laughs> but I would always play that for casuals. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of fun. 
Oh, that's awesome. So good to hear, because that's another thing that I always harp on about on the show, is that, um, you know, if it's fun for you to play whatever's, like, the best, then go for that. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it can be fun to play something that's trying to do something a little bit weird, a little bit out there as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always a yeah, big exactly. fan of the, the strange things that people tend to do. <laughs> yeah. For some reason, I just have a, a soft spot for black blockers. I've, I've In the 1.5 meta... I built a deck with every, everything level four and higher was a blocker. <laughs> I love that. I, I draw a lot of games too. <laughs> awesome. Um, well, yeah, I guess that brings us to the end. So thank you so much for being here, Joseph. It was great to have you on. No, that, no it's, it was a very good thing for, for me to speak out what I played, even though it was just Yellow War Game ones <laughs> and I guess two other decks. But it was the tournament itself was very well run. It was... Pretty, it was very fun for me. Uh, everyone seemed to be uh, pretty nice uh, with, uh, playing the game. And yeah, it was, it was just a good tournament uh, all around. Yeah, it was great fun. If you get a chance to participate in these official online events, definitely do, because they always seem to be, as you say, really well run and full of people who are really passionate and really friendly as well. Like everyone I talked to was just so nice the whole day. Yeah, and even if you have like a like a bad webcam or anything like that people are very understanding uh and if they don't can't see a card they'll just ask you what card it is or like what inheritance you have uh, under your digimon so i know some people i know might not want to play i like have not played in a webcam tournament because they have a a bad webcam but i just say go for it Uh, people are usually understanding definitely 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 all right so Listeners, I'm sure you've heard enough from us. Uh, now, we would like to hear from you. Uh, we always do a bit of a listener question of the week here, Joseph. I haven't actually prepared one for this week. I was a little bit slack. I don't suppose you've got anything that you want to know from the people at home after this event, anything that you've been wondering about, just anything to do with the Digimon card game that's on your mind, any kind of question? Uh, I was going maybe just what do people think of uh, Offset 4 meta, I guess. Like, there's a lot yeah. of... Like we've talked about Yellow War Game on a lot, uh, but there's also uh, a lot of other decks that uh, you can consider playing. I know in the other regions, a lot of people are still playing the the Red Yellow Security deck. Uh, they're oftenly oftenly known as McDonald's because it's <laughs> because it's red and yellow. Uh, I think that did win in one of the regions. Oh wow! Uh, so yeah, th- yeah. I do I do think Red Yellow is pretty good against War Game on, but there's the issue of time. Mm. of timing out in a webcam tournament as well as just facing different decks that's not wargame on awesome so uh listeners what do you think of the bto4 great legend meta at the moment what do you think of the good decks the bad decks the ugly decks whatever it might be and what are you playing so uh please tweet your answers at me or post them in our memory gauge facebook group uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and I'm sure I'd love to pass them on to Joseph as well. If you do have any questions, feedback, comments, or concerns, tweet me at ConnorEFMG or email me at memorygagepodcast at gmail.com or join our Facebook group, Memory Gauge Podcast. We are always happy to hear from you listeners. New episodes come out each week, so be sure to follow the Memory Gauge Podcast on your podcast service of choice to stay up to date. Uh, any final thoughts, anything you wanted to plug, Joseph? Uh, if if you know me, well, my name is Joseph Reyes. If you have know me on Facebook, uh, you can just message me if you want about if you have any questions. Uh, I know a lot of people on the trades page messaged me, congratulated me, and asked me questions. You, even though I've only done like one deal with them, so that uh, yeah, if you 
if you have any questions about my deck, just ask me on Facebook. Uh, if you're on Twitter, you can follow me. Uh, my name is at BuddyFightChamp. BuddyFight is a different game that is discontinued. Ignore that part. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did post my deck list there. And if you have any questions on Twitter, you can post. Uh, you can ask me on Twitter. So that's at BuddyFightChamp. Awesome. Uh, definitely check that out because I think Joseph's shown that he really knows his stuff. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you so much for listening. This is the Memory Gauge logging out. <laughs>